don't know if a dog is really going to cure what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with a looky. I'm going to take this penthouse home. That's a free penthouse. I, I was erratic today. I was erratic. Yeah, let's get this show on the road. Welcome to The Resentment List with your hosts, Naomi and Ben. We're siblings with hangups and we have a lot of them. Hello. Oh, this is episode 80. Is it? Yeah. We got to episode 80. 20 until we're 100. Love it. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel like we've been doing this for years. Actually, I think that's more because we did bonus episodes and we didn't number them. Yeah. But like we've been here for the long haul, even though we abandoned the listeners randomly for a year and a half. We really have kept coming back as they say we've kept coming back yeah persistence is key yeah we just went to a cafe in south perth and the reason that i wanted to go is because this is the owner or i think it is the owner um she's like doubt mrs doubtfire she's like a woman version of mrs doubtfire and like she <laughs> she's just got the essence of mrs doubtfire a woman, <laughs> a woman version of mrs doubtfire sounds so insulting because you're saying that she's a woman that just <laughs> looks seems like, like a man. Looks in like every a respect. man dressing up as a woman. No, yeah. I'm just saying because Mrs. Doubtfire is an act- is a man. <laughs> R.I.P. Robin yeah, Williams. Yeah, but she. What's great about her is she has this kind of incandescent energy. Um, she's just so positive, and like whenever we go there, she's like, "Hello." Yeah, but she's also goofy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, she's also yeah. got a goofy. Like she's really friendly, but goofy. Like she kind of looks like she's about to. Fall uh, over. Yeah, fall over or do something <laughs> clumsy. But like she doesn't, yeah. but she looks like she's about to. And she's kind of jolly. Yeah, she kind of has a, a dance as if no one's watching kind of vibe. Yeah, and like, but she didn't really perform like I wanted her to today. Yeah. Like I came, I kept messaging Ben and I was like, can we go see Mrs. Doubtfire? Because we're going to record the pod and lately I've been coming to Ben's house. And I was like, oh, can we please, can we see, I really want scrambled eggs and I want to see Mrs. Doubtfire. And he's like, yeah, okay. And to be fair, this profile is based on seeing her once. And now we yeah, have, but like we so don't know if she's jolly. Because today she wasn't jolly at all. She was more surly. Yeah, but, but it was so funny because when we went, we went to this cafe and like Ben just took me somewhere in his neighbourhood. And like when we were ba- we got up, Ben was like, "Don't you reckon that woman's like Mrs. Doubtfire?" And I just killed myself laughing because I was like, "Oh my god, I loved her straight away." Because when we first went to the cafe, she was like, "I was like, we we're waiting to get seated," and then she was like, came up, she was like, "Your seats over there," and then we sat in the wrong seat. She was like, "No, go to this one. It's clean." Like she was just hell funny. I can't explain it, but she had a hell funny vibe, and like now I'm obsessed with her. She was great, but she wasn't really up to her usual standards. Today. No, she wasn't. Disappointing. Uh, so. Ben and I were just talking and we've saved it for the pod, but Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard, the case, and I feel like this may get controversial. It may divide the audience. It may divide you, Ben. Let's talk about it. Whose side are you on? Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. If you don't know it, they're... If you don't know it, you probably do because people that listen to this are like into this shit, but basically Amber Heard, so in 2015, I think, Amber Heard, who is literally like a nobody like she did like one movie um this is already you're already like slanting in the issue yeah whatever but um her and johnny depp were johnny depp the actor i'm sure you know pirates of the caribbean etc etc uh he she i think she i don't actually know the story she they she went she filed for divorce and accused him of abuse and charged him with abuse is that what happened <sighs> This is where we separate the men from the boys. Oh, oh get over it. <laughs> because, see, you, you, you purport, you claim... Purport. To, ...to know this case. I don't know it. I've been watching... You didn't, you didn't watch the Johnny Depp's friend? Oh, honey, I've been watching the whole case. I'm, that's, that's the recent case. I'm talking... I'm going back to give them no, context. No, but this friend, he goes back to the original story. Like, he was the original witness. Uh, the bald guy? Yeah, the I love painter. him. He's hilarious. I went. I looked into his background. His paintings not great. Yeah, um, and he like paid him to. All right. Well, let's go through. I'm googling the timeline in case you don't know. But do you know? No. I well, look. The one thing I know is, um, like I think when the first shit happened, the first claims happened, is um Amber went to their to their um apartment building in Hollywood or whatever, and she. She changed the locks. Ah, uh, okay. She got the locks. We need to change the locks. And um, 
Johnny Depp's friend was there because he lives in on the same floor and he was like why are you changing the locks and she was like um Johnny Johnny like hit me or whatever and then he oh yeah I've got it okay Heard filed for divorce after 15 months of marriage. She obtained a temporary restraining order against Depp, claiming he abused her while under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Depp denied the accusations and a $7 million settlement was reached out of court in 2016. Heard donated the money to charity. The actors released a joint statement at the time. Our relationship was intensely passionate and times volatile but was always bound by love. Neither party has made false accusations for financial gain. There was never an intent... Or of physical or emotional harm. 2018, Heard penned op-ed for the Washington Post in December of 2018 about the treatment of women in domestic abuse cases. She did not mention Depp by name. Depp sued Heard for $50 million for defamation over her Washington Post piece, claiming it cost him lucrative acting work. Heard was unsuccessful in her effort to get the lawsuit dismissed. Her $100 million countersuit case is ongoing. Yeah, so anyway. Hang on, I'm still, I just want to well, go to. This is all. No, I just want to say, in 2020, Depp bought the publisher of the Sun to Court for libel in the UK over a 2018 article. He, claim, he denies all claims of abuse. And then now we're at to the present. The trial for Depp's defamation case against Heard began in Virginia. Um, and this is where we're at. So basically, he's taking her to court again for another article that she wrote. Um, and basically, this is his attempt to clear his name because he's lost all this work because she says that he's he physically abused her um, under the, the uh, thing of um, uh, drugs and alcohol, and she and he says that she was actually the abusive one. Yeah. So what? So what's my take on it? My take is is that um, they're both fucked. I don't really think you can separate one from another, and I think that it's a really hard thing for Johnny Depp to say that. He wasn't abusive. I mean, abuse is really hard to to prove legally, I think, either either true or not true. Um, but it's really hard for him to prove that it, her claims were defamation when there's, like, videos of him just, like, smashing cabinets and, yeah, like... Yeah, no, but that, to me, that's not abuse. No, it's not abuse. It's not abuse. But... His excuse are like, it's it's so funny, like him, like he's suing her for defamation and they're like, did you abuse her? No. Did you send a text to her friend saying that you'd burn her body? Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, I but do that. That, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean, but it's like, but the, the case here is not, the case here is not whether he abused her or not. That's not the case. The case is whether it was defamation of her to, to claim that of him. I, I don't think that, that he can prove defamation when like there's there's so much evidence of him doing shady shit. Well, here's a question. Well, he's definitely a drug addict and he's not denying that. But here's a question for you. If a relationship is volatile to the point that there was theirs was volatile, it was obvious that she was abusive. If you've heard the other recordings, she was also abusive. It's on tape. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're so team Johnny. It's no, crazy. Just fuck off. I just I just find it so funny that teams everyone is so like team Johnny. When, like, the shit he's done, he literally texted his friend, we should burn her body. No, okay. he, he's, his friend texted back, yeah, I don't know if we should burn her body. Okay. And he texted back to their friend, we should burn her body and then have sex with the corpse. It's like <laughs> he tried, his friend tried to tried to be like, I don't know if we should do this. And he doubled down no, on okay. it. And you're like, no, nah, Johnny's a brilliant guy, no, 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 Captain I Jack Sparrow. No, like, I don't think he's... <laughs> I think, this is what I think. Yeah. No, I'm just... No, this is my question for you. We have confirmed confirmed if you've listened to the videos that she was physically abusive emotionally abusive to him as well how is that confirmed oh so you haven't heard those tapes okay well tell me about the case if you're talking about the tapes i'm talking about where where he's like he's obviously set her up and he's recording her like i don't know what you're talking about honey like what (laughs) he's like he recorded this video where he's obviously being fake he's obviously being oh my god so this is really funny because you've obviously only heard the tapes from her side where she secretly recorded no, them. No, I've too. heard his secret recording. Okay, well, there's one where she just smashed uh, um, uh, the – she was smashing – he was trying to have a shower. He was – she was – because he, he would always run away from her. And on ta- and, she, and she, she she's just tried to smash into the bathroom. He opens the door, only a crack because he's scared of her. 
she ends up kicking the door into his head and then punches him. That's when he starts recording. So is there evidence? Yes. All that stuff beforehand, is there evidence of that? Or is that Yes, there is because he goes, why did you smash the door into my head? And she says, and he's like, why did you hit me in the face? And she says, because you're always trying to run away from me. You're always running away. And he's like, I'm running away from you because you're chasing me around and you're abusing me. And it's on tape. Look, I think think I've seen enough to think, I know it sounds like I'm saying the opposite, but I've seen enough to think that she was abusive. I just find it really hard to believe. I don't know why people are taking sides. I'm not taking a side. Yeah, not at all. Um, (laughs) I think there are a lot of people that have used this as like a wedge issue of like, I don't know what a wedge issue is. It what, sounds what great. is that? Um, that like, that, that I guess like women lie that like, you know, like we shouldn't yeah, trust the Me Too movement. I know, but, but, but just like putting Me Too aside, right? I just, just answer me. This, this is the question I'm done. Can we put Me Too no, aside? We can't, Isn't that the whole no, point? we can't put Me Too aside. But I also, th- I actually think that she's very sick. She is sick. But, but here's the thing that, that bothers me, right? Is that, we look at all the things about her, she's sick, but then we look at a man who there's videos of him um, smashing cabinets. Okay. And he admitted, he used, his own language was, I, I assaulted cabinets. And this is a man who's on was on a lot of substances, drinking heavily. He said he lost control, lost control when he was drinking, which is what, of, what a lot of um, people that are domestically abusive say they lose control. And... He in the video that she filmed on it, he's he's pouring the biggest glass yeah, of I wine I ever okay. seen poured. We've and, all seen and the video. Says, you you want to see crazy? I'll show you yeah, crazy. What? He Which poured is wine. He poured wine. Okay, okay. Can but I then, just? But then here's the other thing. So he says, "quote unquote" assaulting cabinets. Which, if you want to get out of this case, don't say the word assault. Okay, okay. But we... no, let me finish. Let me finish. I knew this was going to get so, hated. So and then and then one of her claims was he threw a phone at her. And it, you know, caused caused some damage to her face, which to me, the reason why I don't think he's innocent is because I can see the connection. He's damaging property, he's, he's throwing things around, and then eventually it gets to a point where he throws things, maybe not intentionally, and it hits her face. Mm, just like she threw the b- bottle of vodka into his finger and it chopped his whole finger yeah, off, just yeah. like that. I think they both did it. But it's funny to me that someone who is a drug addict, who is an alcoholic can claim that he's completely innocent in this case. Why did he not leave? Well, no, this is what I'm asking. This is what I'm wondering. I No, don't say why didn't he leave. That's the same thing as saying why doesn't a woman leave when she's in a domestic abuser case. We've all been in toxic relationships that we find hard to believe. Yes, no, believe. but the di- there is a difference between men and women because one of the issues is that if, if they do get into a physical altercation, he is stronger than her. And because he's already drinking... It, the reason he should leave is because he knows that if it comes to a physical altercation, he could potentially hurt her a lot more than she could hurt yeah, him. Yeah, but what if let's just for let's just for argument's sake say that he's not an alcoholic and he didn't abuse her. No, no, no. I'm just no. I'm just wondering the mechanics of this. And she's the abusive one. Like his mother was the abusive one. Yeah. You're not. You're saying to me that because you're a man it's harder to leave the relationship. No, it's not. It's easier to leave a relationship. I think if you're in any kind of toxic, abusive relationship, especially emotional abuse, where there's gaslighting and all of those things that goes on, which Amber Heard was doing. and Yeah, 100%. That it's, it is hard to leave no matter what gender you are. It, it is hard to leave. I do think that there's a difference between men and women. And I think you believe this too. There's a difference between men and women is that men have more responsibility on them to be careful with their anger Mm. and things like this because they can be physically cause more damage than women Mm, i don't know and i think and i think if somebody if we're talking about i don't know i don't think there's anyone innocent in this situation but i think but i think if he's trying to claim that it's defamation for her to to talk about abuse when he is drinking so heavily and throwing things around the house. It's, I kind of a little bit feel like, you know, maybe you didn't abuse her, but 
how, like... Well, this brings me back to my first question, and I think we'll leave it at that, at this, but not on my word, but like after you've replied, um, is my question is, is if you're in a... And I've never been in a physically abusive... Not, not, I don't think I've even been in an emotional abusive. Like, I've been pretty lucky, actually. So, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm speaking completely uneducated here. But I'm wondering if you are in a physical and emotionally abusive relationship where it's on both sides, which we've established and it's pretty obvious that that relationship is problematic on both sides. It's not one person is the villain and the other person isn't. It's both of them. It's on record. Do you think that it's so hard? It's like so she was not in the right, not to say that she doesn't have a leg to stand on because she – say let's just say he was physically abusive to her and emotionally abusive while he was under the influence but she also was chasing him around the house throwing things at him chopped his finger off like a lot of fucking bullshit do you think that I think and then she'd got a restraining order on him do you think that that's right when you are when it's a dynamic and you are also in a fight like you're also being abusive to them do you like what like what's the right thing to do like i think whoever whoever leaves is doing the right thing no but she but by her getting a restraining order on him when seemingly like she was also abusing him yeah but i don't think i I think it's you, you shouldn't you shouldn't kind of confuse legal things with moral things because i think restraining like anyone can get a restraining order I don't think there needs to, there's a burden of evidence on getting a restraining order. So I think obviously it does change people's pers- perspective like, oh, she's claiming violence of him. But I think in reality, anyone can get a restraining order and she's she's probably doing the right thing by leaving. And no, I, think- I know that's, I'm, I have no problem with her leaving. It's, I'm just, I'm not saying I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with whatever. I'm just asking a question like, Leaving, yes, hundred percent, yes. Restraining order, yeah, maybe. I'm thinking the charge of her, her, the domestic violence when she was also, it was seemingly a dynamic that they had that they were both physically abusive to each other. So I don't. I'm just wondering, is that something that you agreed? Would you do that? Would you, if you were in an abusive relationship? Like, like you can't really ask that question, but like, she was also fucked in the head. Yeah, I think. I think. Look, I think it was was strange of her i don't i don't know the situation no one knows what really went on but i think it was strange when it's clearly a a dynamic that they're both part of that she she tried to make it seem one-sided yeah that's what i'm asking is like that's what i find interesting is because when i listen to those tapes she seems very abusive very fucked in the head He's obviously trying to run away from her and not and shit. And she's like, you always run away from the fight. And he's like, it's because it gets physical. And she's like, well, it needs to get physical. Like yeah, that kind strange. of antagonizing. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. Anyway, I just, I am like, I don't want to like watch someone's life as a spectacle. But I mean, I'm watching this case because it's all, why is it live by the way? I don't know. It's, it, it is funny. That's the funny thing. It's completely broadcast. Why? Is there some law? Because, like, because I know some legal cases are closed and some are open and journalists have access. But I'd, why is it getting videoed? Like, it's so bizarre. I don't know. I think that probably it's something like the judge rules that it's in the public interest to know. Okay. Which I'm not really sure. I think, I guess, because the case has um, ramifications for domestic violence in general i think mm. they think that it has but i mean I, i'm completely watching it as a voyeur like i yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. i watched that he's bald a, guy yeah he did was you funny. watch he's so yeah. funny and i just love i find it interesting just like hearing about famous people's lives oh so interesting and also hearing it from the horse's mouth because johnny depp is notoriously private yeah. and he said himself like it's really hard to like have all i mean it's hard for anyone can you imagine your this toxic relationship, probably the biggest shame of your life. On top of that, all the shame around what it is about addiction. Like, he's a fucked up addict. Yeah. All this shame you would have about addiction. Videos of you, like, in your worst, worst, like, time of your life. 
um, and then broadcast to the whole world. Like, yeah, I just yeah. can't even imagine how awful that must be. But yeah. also him hearing him the stories, because, I mean, he's a great storyteller. Yeah. Like, because, you know, he's always loved. Like, I mean, wasn't he, like, friends with Hunter S. Thompson? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, like, it in a bit. And he's like, I mean, can I just say, absolute smoke show, nearly 60 He's really? still Do looking hot. Still, I mean, oh, because I everyone turned back. A hundred times no, over. No, I think he wrote with nah, the, I would. If I he's, mean, yeah, if he came up to me and said, can we have sex? But he looks like a leather handbag. No, like he he's doesn't. just His skin is so oh, fucked. Oh, he looks beautiful. And the with the... Stunning. I think where he lost me was when the it started to break down the difference between him and jack sparrow like he started to think he was jack sparrow yeah that's and hot though because i i really love jack sparrow that that's a fantasy of mine jack sparrow yeah jack sparrow was hot but i mean the they i love he's still like wearing five the eyeliner movies. yeah he's a bit much no nah, I, mean, I love him he's got Pirates all the rings of the Caribbean sucks and like any and, and the chopped finger and he's got the glasses yeah. i love it yeah yeah he's still smoking well i you know i think amber heard's quite good looking as well but mm, she's um, no we'll leave that no behind. she's not she's she's like ill i can't stand her well i'll show you a couple of pictures of her that will make your toes curl why? Because she's so hot. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, well, she's not anymore. She's she's aged. Oh, she case. ruined it. Have you seen her, her face? Yeah. She's aged. But can I ask you? <laughs> sorry, I know we want to change the subject, but why <laughs> are why are certain people? And you know, you might not like to count yourself among them, but you do. You represent them to me. That's for sure. <laughs> Is this whole like they want to make it a team Johnny thing? We don't want to make it a team Johnny. I think it's very hard to. I think it's really hard, especially people my age or older. I think especially people older than me because he's an older generation. I think it's really hard just across the board, not just women, but like everyone. I think across the board when you've grown up with someone as your movie star and like if you're into pop culture, it's like, it's like, you know, like I don't want to compare him to Bowie, but like it's kind of like when Bowie died, it's like, you kind of like you've grown up with this person in your life for your whole life and I know I have and like I've always loved Johnny Depp and it's like then for him to like you know the god to fall what was that saying like fall off the pedestal fall off the I don't know like whatever the saying where people fall off something um and then there's this like some girl and like <laughs> and like I don't know her from a bar of soap like she does not interest me like you know if it was Winona Ryder then perhaps I would like be more more torn but it's like funny that you don't know from a bar of soap but you're happy to say that she sliced off his finger no 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 like. but like she's not what I'm saying is she doesn't have like she's not that famous like she did like one movie or two movies or whatever she did and it's like we don't know her we've known Johnny Depp for 35 years I've known him for my whole life like so for these people that you're such fans with, it's hard to like it's and especially when it's so um, obscured, like we don't really know what the truth is. No one knows like it, it's very it's not just like oh slam shut like, you know, um, R. Kelly. It's not like a slam shut case. It's not like, OK, this is there's so much evidence saying that he's an absolute monster. Like if it was like that, maybe it would be easier. But when you have loved someone for so long and then they're in this case, it's like hard to not be Team Johnny. Like, because we've grown up with him. He's a cultural artifact or person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Is that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. So I wanted to say something okay. about me talking about privacy is I've realized that I love wearing a mask. Do you get this feeling sometimes where you just feel like it just, it just gives you a feeling of invisibility that you don't like anonymity? I, I do love it. I, I walk around with a lot more confidence. And also one thing I really like, actually, I'm not going to say that, but I... I know what you're going to say and I can... I love that. There's a sexual. Yeah, there's... Oh, there's a bit <laughs> Cause I get I get more... I get more... I, I feel like guys, like... I feel like I've got a few more looks with the mask because it covers most of my face. So they can't really see. They can only see my eyes. So it's kind of like... There's like, you know, the masquerade, you know, the old time masquerades where people would walk yeah. around and you like don't know who's who. I think there's a sexual vibe. Yeah. Well, the sexual vibe for me is I'm a big eyes guy, right? Yeah. So when I get, I get, I walk down the street and I'm like, oh, that girl's good looking, but because she's got the mask. See, for me, anything below the eyes 
can only really ruin it. Yeah, me. yeah, So, so yeah. I'm like, so, so now everywhere I go out, like everyone's just yeah, everyone's everyone's smoke hot show. as fuck, yeah. and I feel like I I'm better looking as well. Yeah, everyone's better looking. Yeah, and I also feel like yeah, it kind of gives you a barrier between you and society. So oh, it's, it's like so you great. feel more confident. Like, I I mean. To be honest, I don't like the masks. I have to say I'm not a huge fan of the masks because I can't breathe in them and I sweat in them and it's just gross um, and I feel dirty with them. But, I mean, the feeling of the anonymity, I definitely agree with. Oh, I love the masks. I even love the Jim Carrey movie. But don't you think masks. they're like the new underwear? Like I see masks scattered around the streets and it's like oh, something it's dirty about them. Yeah. It's like the new discarded underwear. Um, but let me say something just to touch on last week, talking about feeling invisible that I had this bad feeling at work or feeling invisible what well, i've realized that there's another side to it where i love it yeah. i love feeling like it, it's such a weird sick conflict with me where i love I, I want to make an impact in the world but then when i realize that i don't and i've been completely invisible because i only lasted at my job for seven weeks mm. and i quit and i had this feeling when i quit that like no one knows who yeah, i am it's i'm just like a i'm just like a like someone in the wind like I just left yeah. and, and I made no impact but that's like, what I love about cities like whenever I was like walking around New York or London it's like uh it's such a nice feeling feeling like you're just one person out of uh, out of many and that you can just walk around and no one's going to notice you like it's amazing but but what do you think that that says about me like I feel like it says something weird about me that I feel like I worry about feeling forgettable but then when it ends up that I am forgettable, I'm also satisfied. Like, isn't that a weird contradiction? No, I think it's very human. I oh, think okay. I think a lot of people have that. I think it's like we want to matter. We all want to matter. We all want to be noticed. We all want to be heard. But we also don't want to stand out and we don't want people to to see us as different as every, anyone else. So it's yeah. like this dichotomy, like... There's always a tension, like every human yeah, being I feel oh, like has so a tension. Mm. We're always on the line of like, I, I don't want to be the same as everyone else. I want to be special. Oh no, but don't don't notice me too much because I want to be like everyone else. So I think it's that same thing. It's like, and I think that you experienced it in that job in real time. It's like, oh, I really want to fit in and be one of many and be like every other human. So I don't feel like an outsider, but at the same time, I also want to be memorable. Mm, yeah that's very insightful of you i've got i've got one more before i before i pass it on to you okay um so i so i like i said i only lasted at my job for seven weeks and look i just decided that it wasn't a good fit and then i did something that i've never done before i while i was still at my job while i was employed i was interviewing for other jobs Mm -hmm. and that's quite pretty normal it's quite normal but to me i felt weirdly guilty Mm. And I don't, I wanted to ask you if this is a common feeling. Like I felt like the whole time I was texting mum and be like, I feel like I'm Logan Roy now. Like I felt like <laughs> I was too much of a like calculating businessman, like showing one face of like this very dedicated worker at the workplace. But then after I'd finished work, I would change into like yeah, yeah. slacks and yeah. like a, and like a, like a yeah. business shirt and put boots on and then go to interviews. It felt like real dirty. It just shows your loyalty. Like I, I think everyone feels that duplicitous, like you're being very, two-faced like I think everyone feels slightly guilty or sneaky or cheeky doing it but I mean facts are facts like if you're working a five day a week job you have to either call well, at least you didn't even have to call sick mostly you have to call in sick oh really or, yeah like wow it's so because di- most realize. people most people can't go to the job interviews yeah. at like 10 a.m or whatever okay. so it's like it gets worse than that most people have to call in sick or they have to schedule time off so it's like it's one of those things that happens all the time, but yeah, it, it feels, it does feel gross. Yeah. I feel like such a like businessman, like I'm watching billions at the moment and I felt like a, I felt like a billionaire, like just Still operating in the shadows. That. Still haven't watched that. Yeah. You got to watch it. Anyway, do you have anything to talk oh, about? I have so much. Uh, I, I don't know, even know where to start. The first thing I've got a resentment against and yes. this might hit home for a few people, but I'm so sick of Perth people not being able to walk mm-hmm. so a few times my friends know i've said it to their face i'm not bitching about them i've said it to their face so just clear that up i've had a few friends come over recently so i live in the city and i we often go out to the city or to north well, i'm near northbridge so we go out to northbridge for dinner like it makes sense right if someone's coming to see you and the northbridge is the nearest suburb you're going to go out for north to northbridge for to eat yeah 
I literally live, I don't know how many, like I would say how many metres, like 300 metres from Northbridge, yeah, 200 metres. Yeah, yeah, it's very small. So it makes sense that people would park at my house for free and we would walk to Northbridge. Cause oh, I it's know a, where you're going and I completely agree. It's honey. 10 minute walk, let's mm-hmm. say. Seven minutes, seven minutes. Um, and every time my friends come over, they say, oh, are we going to drive there? No, you're going to park at the street and we're going to walk there. Oh, I can't be bothered. What? But let's just go into the logistics here. So we're going to drive from my house into Northbridge, park at a $10 an hour or whatever the fuck it is parking thing, which is going to double the time, which is probably going to be about 10 minutes away from the restaurant. So we're going to drive, which in the traffic is probably going to be about seven to ten minutes, then find a car park, which is going to take another five minutes, and then walk from the car park to the restaurant. So that's probably about 25 minutes to half an hour versus parking for free and walking into the to the restaurant for seven minutes. Tell me why Perth people have this problem. Well, it's not convenient at that point, is it? It's an inconvenient. Inconvenient and time. And so, so the reason they want to drive is for convenience and saving time, right? And laziness. But really, the alternative that they're saying they want to do is actually going to take, is, is actually more effort. These people make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> you really got me on this one. It really annoys me. Oh. Because uh, this is the other thing. If you know, I know as a driver, this is a big Perth thing. And um, dad used to always say it at spot on. The Perth thing is people have to find the car park closest to the entrance. Dad said that. He does that all the time. Yeah, he's dot com. But even at our IGA there, there's like, there's, there's probably a total of like 40 spaces there. And the, the furthest space is about 20 metres from the shops. People still are like sharks just circling the entrance I know. of the place. And you know what's very interesting too is all those people probably go to the gym every day. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if you really want to think about it, if you're so worried about your weight and your fitness, how about walk more? So, and I'll tell you a little story. I'll tell you a story right now. Oh, so too. I'm a huge walker. I don't have a car. That was by mistake. I don't know if I've told you about the car story. It's a whole story, but basically... I don't really need a car now because I'm right in the middle of the city and my, my work is fucking like literally 20 minutes. Like I, it takes me 20 minutes to get to work because I walk slash to catch a train. Um, but I just fell in love with walking for a few reasons. One, I had to walk because I was ca- catching public transport. Two, I always used to work, walk for exercise. So that and then also when I traveled, you walk everywhere and you travel. Yeah. Um, and also walking is just good for you and like I can get I, I you know it's just good um, so I've always loved it and I love it just like I, I just love it I love seeing the people I love seeing people I love noticing things I love listening to my podcast I find it really meditative so I so half an hour so say for example from my house to the city not Northbridge the city is about 20 minutes that to me is just like normal right um, so say my house to Satchmo, I think it's about 40 minutes. That's like such a lovely walk. But like people will literally get in their car for like five minutes. Like I, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like it's just so weird to me and it just keeps happening. And, and we've kind of gone off, I was saying this to someone else, the resentment list. It used to be we just spoke about resentments and now we just kind of talk about life and it's gone a bit off script. But this is going back to basics. This is a resentment. It's mm. on the resentment list. And I'll tell you another thing about these sick fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Is they'll they'll post their fucking Strava, their Strava a dollar dime. Um, Strava is this thing that tracks your runs. Oh, so yeah. they'll track their run, yeah. they'll track their bicycle ride. Yeah. But it comes to a walk. If they can't get credit on social media for it, they won't do it. One thing I have to say, my friend Laura, shout out Laura. I don't think she listens, but anyway, she said to me, I said this qualm to her because I'm quite open about this qualm. She said, oh, no, we're going to get an Uber, we're going to get an Uber. And I said, said Laura, you're, you exercise, but yet you won't walk five minutes to whatever, wherever you're going. And she goes, you know what? It's a time thing for me. She goes, I just don't have the time to waste walking everywhere. And I was like, okay, fair point. Like, I, I get that. No, but the, here's the thing with Laura. Laura is someone, and here's this weird thing that people don't realise. Laura is someone that backs that up. Because one of my pet peeves is someone that says, you ask them out for coffee and they're like, oh, I'm just so busy. I can't do it. I'm so busy. But you know from knowing them, their whole life is fucking trying to find a movie on Netflix. They're not busy. Whereas Laura backs it up. You know oh, her. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, her yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, she actually is Yeah, so she's is okay. So I'm happy with her because 
she does have a lot going on and I think that like walking for her it's just like not enough time and like I have actually seen myself when I was freelancing I would uber when I would usually walk say so say if I was going walking if I was going to a cafe and I'd usually walk sometimes I would get an uber because I'm like I just don't have time today to like have an extra half an hour Mm -hmm. so I get that argument I think it's more the people that come to my house and they they rather drive around for 25 minutes and pay ten dollars for parking like that freaks me out um and it, it is a Perth thing like I think because people in Perth are so used to, like, you know, in Melbourne it wouldn't happen. But, like, I think in Perth because people are so used to having a car and that we drive everywhere, you just get car-oriented. Yeah. And so I know, I'm aware that I'm coming from an alternative place, like a different place from them because I don't have a car. So maybe if I had a car I'd be different. But I think I'm better. And also the environment. It's like if you can, like, not drive your car, like, why wouldn't you not drive your car? Also, it's like... If you're trying to save effort, that's the weird thing to me because I'm like lazy as well, but I'm lazy in the opposite direction. Me and Rich will drive somewhere and we'll just be like, oh, I can't be fucked finding a park. So we'll just park far out. Yeah, like I what love you that. and me do I when we go do. to the beach. Yeah, I always we do. We park that. across the park yeah, and, and then we'll. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Actually, it's actually better. Yeah, it saves you so save, much effort. Save time, save effort, get a nice little walk. It's like, are, we, are you that busy? Like, are we really that busy that we can't add another five minutes on our thing? Like, yeah. are we really... I really doubt it. Like, Take a stroll. I know. Smell the flowers. Yeah, so I'm getting very... Um, I'm really upset about that. Um, I've actually got quite a lot else that I want to get off my mm-hmm. chest. Shoot it at me. Um, See if it's Oh, this is another one on the same one. Um, my friends are going to feel so, like, under the pump. But um, the, my, okay, the dodgy part. Okay, so there's also... And again, this is, like, contextual. I think it's because... Like, so there's a park near my house and it's like a lot of homeless people hang out there and like converse and like um, there's like some outreach programs. So a lot of people like eat lunch there and it's like there's heaps of lights there and at night there's been a few times like my friends have come over and we've done the walk to Northbridge and I start walking through the park and they start shaking in their boots. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, can we walk through this park? Can we walk through this park? And I'm like, yeah, like why? And it's like this like kind of thing that like if there's homeless people around, it's unsafe. But the thing is, is that park, right, is probably, well, is way safer than the streets around my house because there's lights on there and there's apartments looking over the park and also like I've never had a problem with any of the homeless people around my apartments like I talk to them all the time that's like super nice and I think that's another resentment is like the park situation like oh this is a dangerous park like we can't walk 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 through the park but then at the same time I'm countering my own thing because I wouldn't walk walk through Hyde Park at night so maybe it's the same kind of thing but just because I'm used to the park in my house and I always walk there by myself at night I get like protective over the people there and like protective over the park I'm like no it's a normal park it's a fine park it's fine we can walk walk through the park yeah I have something to say about this and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be funny um, there's there's something I've realised over the last few weeks that's quite sad is that you know you and me we know we live in a bubble um, we know that there's like a you know we're, we're greenies and, and whatever but I don't think we live in a bubble like what no, do you mean do. by that what I mean is there is a racial epithet that is a nickname of that park Oh, Oh, I know what you're going to say. I haven't heard that for years. And there's something going on in Australia and I've heard racist things come out of people's mouths lately that I just never would have thought. Really? Those people, yeah. And I think there's a real issue with people that haven't had any time, spent any actual time interacting with either people less um less privileged economically or socially than them or people that come from from different races and and the biggest issue is that people are very biased when it comes to indigenous australians Mm -hmm. and um and i think because they're so unfamiliar with interacting with those people i think there can be a real fear towards them 
Yeah, and you know what the saddest thing about that park is, is that that actual park was, um, I don't know if it was a park back then, but like back in the day when uh, Indigenous Australians were, sh like they weren't allowed to go in the city, like there was curfews, like you were not allowed to go in the city, you were pushed out onto the outskirts. That was actually a social gathering spot. Yeah. And it's actually like, well, I mean, because of gentrification and stuff, it's been like all built up and stuff, but like that actually like was, is historically like a place to hang out. And also like just with the homeless community, like there's you, there's this feeling, and again, it's going back to fucking Basil's Amplis, but like this feeling of pushing people out. We don't want to see people that are homeless because it makes us feel uncomfortable. We don't want to be around them. And it's like, we just keep pushing people out. It's like, they don't have a home. Where are they going to stay if they're going to... If Like, I love that they have that park because for some reason, I don't know what it is, but they don't... I don't know. I may have not seen it, but unless there's trouble going on, nobody gets moved along. Mm. And I think that that... Like, they get moved along all the time. They have nowhere to stay. And, like, that's one thing I fucking love about my suburb is that, like, there's such a sense of community with the homeless people and, like... I don't know, like I've just had so many nice interactions and I, I just, I get really protective over it and I, I have never felt, I have never felt, um, I've never felt unsafe. I feel safer with all of the homeless people in that park. Like I would rather walk part, walk through there than any other place. Um, and, and yeah, so that's the resentment. Yeah, and one thing just, just to kind of put a pin on that is, one thing I'll say is, if you say that you believe in equality, but you don't want to see homeless people, but you also don't want to help them, then you're a hypocrite and just fuck off. <laughs> We're being really fucking crazy. Um, so I wanted to talk because, well, we were going to do about 45 minutes, but we're fucking going crazy today. We're oh, we're going, going The dogs are going crazy. Mm -hmm. um, that's a joke that... This is that, that's a joke. I don't get it. Yeah, it's not a joke with you. Um, so... I wanted to talk about um, the Easter weekend and oh, no. our resentment about people going down south because <laughs> I think that was really funny. <laughs> so Ben and I, so Ben and I, so for Easter, Ben and I, so every Good Friday we, um, on Good Fridays uh, we go basically any like mom, our mum is like randomly like she's not even that Christian but like she's Christian about some things and like. Christmas and Good Friday is like super important and so we always have family. So every Good Friday we go to see mum and spend time with mum and eat hot cross buns and just have family time. Um, so Ben and Ben came and picked me up from therapy because I had a, a Good Friday therapy and we got on down on uh, freeway south on our way down south and there was a traffic jam because everyone was going on their holiday, you know, Margaret River or whatever. And Ben and I were both like, for fuck's sake, fucking people going down south on, on, on the long weekend. And we both realised that we had had this long-standing, very passionate resentment against people <laughs> going down south on long weekends. And I was, like, really in it. Like, I was like, for fuck's sake, with their fucking four drives. And then Ben, like, said, and I, I knew that this, I knew this was a problem, but Ben was like, you know, there's nothing wrong with people going down south on the long weekend. Like, there's literally nothing wrong. Like, we don't have a leg to stand on. And I, I kind of, like, was saying, well, no, because, like, I, I think I do. I have some leg to stand on. <laughs> yeah. And then... <laughs> you were scrambling for some kind of ethical reason why, like, oh, but all the petrol. And I was like, yeah, but we go down south as well. I didn't say anything about the petrol. No, you said, you said something about fossil fuels or something. No, I said... No, what did you say? I, no, I didn't say anything like that. I, I think I said... What was it? it was why do they why do they all have to go down at the same time? And I was like, you know that like that's such a privileged thing because we have the privilege of like being able to take off work when we kind of want. And they well, don't. I, well I don't, but that well, you're having Tuesday off. Um no, I don't. What? <laughs> you have Tuesday off. No, but most people have a job like mine, a full time job where they have to book holidays. The reason everyone goes down south is because they don't have to book holidays and they can they have a long weekend. The, my argument is why why would you want to go down south on a long weekend? Because every Sundick dog and Harry is down there. I rather take two days of my holidays and go on in winter when no one else goes. Yeah, and my point was like this: for some people, they don't have a choice, right? That's that's when they 
all know they can have time off because they might no, have but it's herd mentality no, this they, is... no 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 let me finish they all they know that both say two two parents can both take time off and whatever extended family can take time off because everyone's got it off it's really hard to to line that up if it's not a public holiday also the kids don't have school so it actually what what you're actually saying oh fuck just find another fucking time to take. Come on. <laughs> it's actually really hard if no, you but got yeah, a okay yeah but let's just let's just let's just okay tensions are high you are also resentful. i thought you hated when people say that yeah i hate when people say that. but can we just say you also are resentful why were you why do you think that you have been resentful about it because I'm an asshole, <laughs> and I think that's the thing that I think we both have to accept about ourselves is that sometimes we're just assholes. I mean, like we've got a po- whole podcast about complaining about shit. Like sometimes we're just negative. No, but we're spiritual. Yeah, we're spiritual, but it's not always that successful. I felt no. <laughs> I felt very grateful today. Yeah, today, I felt grateful but, to be but alive. Last week, you were finding gratitude a bit of a harder ask. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> I was in a bad way, okay? Yeah, you were. Yeah, I, I did the, the, I like literally did the very on-brand resentmentless thing. I went into a depression for two days and like binged on fucking Easter eggs and hated myself. So it was very on-brand. Easter is a tough, a tough situation for us because you got the hot cross buns on one hand and then you got the Easter eggs on one hand. I don't, e- I don't know of an Easter in living memory where I haven't completely gorged myself. I know, it's so them. sad. It's like yeah. the hardest it's a hard time of the year for us. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do these cards. So, again, if you're just tuning in, we have a deck of cards from our listener, Michelle. She sent us uh, this pack of all this amazing stuff and there's a deck of cards called Am I Normal? And basically you find out just how weird or not you might be. And we're now doing this as a segment every uh, episode. Uh, and basically um, this card is a tool for self-assessment and reassurance. So we're going to pick one, to maybe two cards this time. No, that's, we already did that. Kind of. Okay. All right, I've got one here. Okay. I badly want to win, triumph and quietly humiliate. Oh. What, what does that say? mean? Um, you, you want to win in such a way that you humiliate the competition. I'd say that's probably 100% true for me. I, as soon as I'm in a competitive mood, I want to crush someone's soul. Yeah, I would have to disagree. I, really? I don't, no. You, but you don't like you don't like competition. But what's funny is you hate competition still until you start winning, and then you, <laughs> and then you start getting really arrogant. Yeah, maybe. Apparently, this is what Tristan thinks. Apparently, I am seem I come I don't I'm not competitive. I say I'm not competitive to hide the fact that I'm highly competitive. Yeah. And, like, he reckons that it's, like, all a farce and that I secretly do want to win Triumph and quietly humiliate. But I'm scared of that. So, I decide I'm scared of not winning. So, I don't try at all. Like, Scrabble, anything, any stupid games like that, I can't, I don't want to play because it, I get so anxious. I nearly have anxiety attacks over it. Well, I think you and me are two sides of the same coin. I obsessively want to play games all the time because I'm competitive. You obsessively don't want to play games all the time because you're you're scared of losing and you're competitive. Yeah, but, but I think yeah. the, the real non-competitive people are the people like, yeah, I could play a game, sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I also, I think, I feel like if I lose, that it's going to be a reflection of me as yeah, me same. as a person. And so like, I want to avoid the feeling because I've always, I've had this feeling of incapability, like I'm incapable of things. And for some reason it rears its ugly head while I'm playing a game. So if I can't play, it's the same how I used to think about cooking actually. Like one of my exes, I remember I was cooking like a meal for him and he was like seemingly the cook out of the two of us. And I remember like being so insecure and like feeling if I fucked up this meal, like it was just, it was representative of how shit I was as a human being. Whereas now I'm just like, I'm all right at cooking. I'm not that great. Like I'm not that bad. I'm just like, whatever. don't give a fuck. I don't have any, like, it's not a reflection of who I am. And I think that's the same thing is like, I still haven't, got that feeling of like I haven't had that that realization that like whether I win or not at a game has nothing to do with who I am as a person well here's the fucked up thing about me I have the exact same thing as you but there's also a part of me that thinks that I can win against anyone at anything yeah you've got the mum arrogance so I will yeah so I'll like I'll like um play football against like Nat Fife and be like and if I lose it'll crush me even though I should Uh, lose 
But I still, there's part of me that still thinks I can win for some reason. See, I wouldn't try. No, I'd try as hard as I could. I wouldn't try. And my ego would be completely crushed, even though I should not really measure myself up against someone like that. Speaking of Fife, are you going to the game today? No, there was a there was a couple of uh, confusions and I uh, missed out. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, next card. Oh, we've done that one. I'm so angry with so many people to whom I've never dared to say anything. No, I think that um Everyone that I've ever been angry with has heard probably more than they need to about <laughs> it from me. Really? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very open with my anger. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I would say I'm the same. Like, I only really get angry at people that I care about or I'm really close to. So, I'm pretty open and expressive. I definitely don't. Su- well, I do suppress some things, but I- I'm pretty good at telling people when I'm pissed off. Hey. Well, there was that thing that someone said to you that when you're angry, you just say, I'm really annoyed right now. And you don't actually own... Oh, yeah. Annoyed is my base emotion. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's true. But I still say it. You still say it, but you don't... Maybe it is that you don't own that you're truly angry. Like you could be rageful at Oh, I don't say... It. Yeah. It's a woman thing. I don't say that I'm like angry. I say I don't know what anger is and I can't recognise anger. I just know I say I'm annoyed. So even when I'm sad, I'll be like, I'm annoyed. I'm yeah. always annoyed. And my therapist was like, you know, you say annoyed for every single emotion. And I was like, really? And she said, yeah, it's like a base emotion. Like you need to like connect with actually what's going on. So like say if she was saying something about my childhood that was probably really traumatic, she'd be like, how do you feel about that? And then I said, oh, I was really annoyed. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, no, but how did you feel? I was like, I was annoyed. And she's like, no, but like, were you sad? Was little Naomi sad? Was little Naomi disappointed? Was little Naomi... And I was like, little Naomi can get the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm still trying to work on that. Yeah, I think we're all working on something. So, good luck with what you're working on. Is that really how we're going to end that? Yeah, I think it's a good way to end it. Okay, well, that was that. Um, we hope you have a very good two weeks. And um, I want to say something to you guys, but I can't think of something to say. Maybe, I don't know, just email us. The resentmentlist at gmail.com. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.